When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. So yeah, that was um, a, an elaborate intro which I spent far too long on today, but we'll carry on just as normal, like it's a totally normal thing to do. Um, I believe the guys in Edinburgh are going to be, this was really weird preparing for this as we had to try and make sure that they were doing something different from what we were, uh, else will be good, so that'll be fine. Um, <laughs> uh, they are, if you're looking for some actual um, football reviews, they're going to be doing the playoffs, uh, we're not, so carry on. I'd, I'd recommend listening to the both. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so before we before we do, uh, we've got a bit of a feature later on, um, but we'll start off with a bit of hotties or notties. Um, as I'm going to dive straight in and explain a little bit. So I've got playoffs mm-hmm. as a hottie uh, because they're bubbling. Uh, I'm really excited about the playoffs being back. Um, as I said, if you want some proper analysis of the first legs of those games, you can get them on the Edinburgh podcast. But well, first of actually pause now, unsubscribe resubscribe and then listen to that and then come back to listen to <laughs> us um, but yeah there's a lot going on there Queen of the South immediately look like they're in big bother but 
which is um, kind of funny, but it's just I found it really surprising more than anything else. Um, you kind of assume that with under Johnson, they might be able to just get something back into you, you, You've not had to watch a team managed by Alan Johnson no. for two years. That's also very true, but I just kind of presume there'll be some sort of reaction there, and it'd been absolutely none whatsoever. We've got uh, Berwick are going to be up against Cove, which is going to be hopefully box office once again. I mean, that'll be a hammering, surely, won't it? Yeah. I mean, this is the one time that you think it's a nailed on certainty yeah. that the, the League Two team is going to go down. I think it's needed as well. I just think there needs to be. The non league team has to start winning these playoffs yeah. in order to kind of encourage a bit more movement. It's going to work out long term better for everyone, including the current League Two clubs, yeah. if there's loads of. Shifting up and down because the problem is just now if Berwick go down, there's such limited chances to come back up because mm. there's only half a playoff, yeah, half I mean, a promotion I mean, spot yeah, basically. I mean, Berwick are never coming back. I wouldn't, like I wouldn't, surprise, child, me, like, I wouldn't yeah. surprise me if Berwick decided to relocate to the English leagues at some point because yeah. I, I mean I think they'd be done. It's a bit. It's a bit like Livingston though. Last season, they kind of needed to win that promotion for folk to still have some faith in the, the Premiership yeah. promotion yeah. Uh, race. Whereas, and it is kind of the same. The fact that that kind of team managed to survive uh, against Isco Pride kind of suggested that it was a bit yeah. hard for some reason. And then you did Ruth Rovers, which obviously you yeah. actually got to see Ruth Rovers yeah, game of football. Finally, yeah, that was that was my first game at Starts Park all season. So it was only the second game I've actually seen. Uh, it, it's really nice actually just going back. See, when you haven't been for ages, it's just really nice for a while anyway, and then it's just like back to normal. But it was so cold, it was like uh, unbelievable. I don't remember a playoff game, and we've been in a number of them that was as, as cold as that. It was like a proper kind of February. I, I enjoyed the fact <laughs> it's only the second ever time Ray Rovers have won a playoff yeah, match. Match, yeah, and the, the other one was against Hibs. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, were, we were trying to. F- Remember them all, we've had, and they've not even been against. Apart from against Hibs, they've not even been against on paper big teams. You know, we, on paper we probably should have beaten all of them. So we've had Sterling and Airdrie, Brechin, uh, Alwa, and they've they've all been hopeless. The the guys I'll, I'll probably talk in a wee bit more detail about it on uh, on the other pod that's all happening tonight. But the uh, I thought Forfar actually were were. Pretty good. They were they were pretty uh, looked pretty decent first half. Rovers were pretty terrible, but we had about five centre halves playing in two holding midfielders. So uh, it's, it's I mean, sort of you, you, from yeah, that perspective, yeah, as you say, yeah. Rovers haven't won a playoff game no, in no. forever, so they've got to at least get through the first leg. It's still yes, in contention. And it's, yeah. from, from looking at the highlights, it almost looked as if John Bell's strike almost kind of livened up Ruth Rovers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. We need to be careful well, here. It, yeah, it did a wee bit. It, it was weird because I, I thought Rovers, the, because of the way they played, they, there was such a big gap between Nisbet and Buchanan in the first half, and it was not quite as bad as going in the second half, but there was a massive gap because because we had so many defensive midfielders playing uh, that there wasn't really anyone supporting them. So as soon as the ball came up to Nisbet he would, or Buchanan, they would hold it up, and the only person available was like the other one of them, and they would always mark by like one or two people. Yeah. So they would never really get going, but it was a like a draw would have been a kind of fair result, but it equally wasn't a totally unfair result that Rovers won. Forfar missed a couple of chances right at the end, but otherwise didn't do much second half. So I it's in the air. We will lose, obviously. Uh, I mean, that's it's inevitable that we'll, we'll lose again. But yeah, just the, the whole there's, there's a whole lot of just really interesting stories in the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, for me, playoffs particularly, I'm 
I'm buying. I'm I'm all in on Montrose going up as well. So we can have yeah. just Dundee, Dundee United, Montrose, and Albro all in the <laughs> championship next year. Um, if if we can chuck Wraith Rovers somehow in there as well, so that so that Sean can continue his reviews of Dundee and Angus, <laughs> that would be brilliant. But no, I've got so yeah, uh, playoffs are, are one of my hotties. I'll go back to the weekend and uh, put Dundee Football Club as a naughty. Uh, I feel like it's, mm. I feel like we have to discuss the fact that Dundee Football Club were relegated at Dens um, on on Saturday. Um, they went down in the exact style they've played the entire season, yeah. doing fuck all. Yeah, an, um, absolute, an absolute whimper and giving away a, a, a penalty and conceding to a guy who, when he signed, I was terrified that Andrew had signed for Aki's because he's got this hex and hoodoo over Motherwell. Hex Dundee United. Also true. <laughs> um, but he just, he, he hadn't really done an awful lot, but for him to score the penalty seemed kind of inevitable mm. in that sense. Yeah. But they're so, they're so meek though, Dundee, aren't they? And they have been all season and, and it hasn't changed even though they've got down to this point in the season they've just never been able to pick themselves up uh, th- that was one of my hobbies actually just linking on to that though was the fact that we actually have a relegation clash on telly on Monday night yeah yep. St Mirren against Hamilton they, they they gambled and basically only shown the last two weeks of the season on telly but they, they might have got lucky because I think they've got St Mirren and St Mirren Dundee, Dundee the yeah, which may or may so not matter no matter yeah. it's, uh, yeah, the, the, it's kind of always been the, the relegation will not be televised it's, been, it's, been kind of, it's kind of been the policy in the last yeah. few years like you've hardly ever had the games yeah, on usually get like the kind of last game yeah. of the season which is already a dead rubber but, but even at that sometimes it hasn't been yeah. as well just, I've just got a very quick hottie on that as well which is Coffins um, as Coffins are back uh, a collection of Dundee United fans had made up a, a, a dark blue coffin uh, with Jim McIntyre's face on it presumably celebrating that um, the fact that a United man has relegated uh, Dundee at Dens and all, I just really enjoyed that it just all it did was highlight that Dundee and Craig Whiten have been living rent free in Dundee United mm. fans heads for the past <laughs> several years since Craig Whiten relegated them at Dens yeah. Um, a hottie for me is Andy Robertson um, second consecutive Champions League final but more importantly than that bending it right up both Messi and Suarez <laughs> on the same night is about as good as you can get it so obviously getting involved in, in a confrontation with Messi and people were saying like don't anger the beast but it was actually what Liverpool needed they needed just the game to be kind of kicked into life and yep. he not not just him there was a few of them were doing it were, were rustling Barcelona and, and it worked obviously and then at full time um, his, his response when he got asked about Suarez having, having a wee it yeah. wasn't even a kick out of him a wee tango with yeah. him he was like well who's going to the final and I thought well that's, yeah. that's kind of yeah. the appropriate response if, if you want a, if you want a really a, an insight into really really sort of joyless football if you head to the Reddit football threads it's just a whole collection of people saying that Andy Robertson VAR should have sent him off and he like assaulted Messi. Just a whole lot of people that take absolutely zero joy out of the mm. football. So yeah, also it, is Reddit the exact never used Reddit. Reddit not the same place where you get all the people who like hate women and ethnic minorities and stuff. Reddit kind of covers oh, just I'm thinking of four chan. Yeah, Reddit kind of covers all bases, and there are bits of Reddit that like that as well. But what I would say is the Reddit Scottish football community is the nicest one on the internet. Is it? Yeah, nice. all the miles. Everyone on there's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, I, I feel so like I just had my birthday the other day, but I feel so that I never actually got into Reddit. I don't. I don't know how to get on it. I, f- I mean, it feels like it's something I should have got on by now. Difficult. Yeah. Difficult. I was saying yeah, to exactly. Graham recently, like, uh, my wife had to show me how to do an Instagram story. So that was me <laughs> making me feel old. So uh, you, you do realise you become that kind of adult that you're like. Just another Scotsman in England that I wanted to just point out. 
we can't not mention Kenny McLean. He's, he's, he's there, but I've gone down in the yes. bottom here. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen the... I don't know who put it up. Was it Norwich that put up the video clip? That was the I, ITV, oh, was it yeah, I think, yeah. So, yeah, um, it's, if you haven't seen it, it's um, the Norwich kind of title celebrations are up at what must be the city, city chambers or whatever in front of the, the crowd below them. And uh, he comes out and... It's not a, not a pie to have. What, what kind of ham? So it's a mayor's hat. Oh, mayor's hat. Right. I was thinking, I don't know why I had it. It does look a bit like a pie. Yeah, yeah. It does look a bit like a pie. The mayor's hat and ringing the kind of mayoral bell, yeah. I guess. Uh, while holding, well, I think they called it orange juice. And yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have that as a, I have the English media as a naughty because yeah. it's, it's <laughs> mad doggy gibbs. Um, yeah, it's, it truly was a wonderful club. Yeah. I, I like, like we had Cardiff getting promoted, and it was uh, Craig Bryson mm. and Callum Patterson with the, the blue yep. dog, and then um, Kenny McLean's got the orange one, and it's a nice colour coordination. So yeah. what I'm looking for is, is Liam Lindsay with uh, strawberry kiwi, yeah, or John McGinn one, with one that's red grape and one that's blue raspberry. Nice. So you've got the, the Aston Villa kit in there. It's weird they don't see it uh, with people up here celebrating though. It, like it, I, I do. Uh, well, unless you can tell me otherwise, I've never actually seen anyone here celebrate. No, no, but the thing I don't understand is that I don't think, although our football is, is generally has more kind of passion, mm. I think, than most of, or, or maybe that's not true for the lower leagues in England, celebrations never seem to be quite as big. No. Yeah. Like, like, you don't get open top buses for getting promoted that's in true. Scotland. You could, you could, but but it, it doesn't tend to happen, and so you you kind of miss out on these mm. situations. But for Norwich, it was quite fortunate that um, all the people could crowd in to see that because of the uh, city centre being yeah. pedestrianised. That was, um, <laughs> was a, a big a big plus as well. Um, Try and shoe on that in as yeah. <laughs> clumsily as possible. All the, all the time in the world for that. Um, I've got a I've got a naughty which is. Um, Siri, show me the debate I care least about, which is Guard of Honours. Oh, yeah, I had this. Guard of Honours, yeah. I, I truly don't care. Yeah. I, I just like that's the part of it, though, of like being able to dig out James Tavernier, having a go at mm. him for not. That, that's all I care about. Yeah. yeah. I would I would dispense with the entire idea, to be quite honest. What's the fucking point? Mm. Um, it's, it's a kind of sign of neediness and all that on the behalf of the, the team. If, if you want to congratulate people, all right, but yeah. it's, a, it's a wee. It's like it, it kind of feels like the thing you might do on a really special occasion. So, like maybe if they've gone like I don't know, unbeaten all season and they've not, you know they've never even drawn a game or something. Some, they somehow yeah. won every game or no, like, they've won, they've won the Europa League. Yeah, like yeah. I, like if Ajax won the Champions League, maybe and then the next week in Holland they did a guard for it. I could sort of get that. That would be okay. But it kind of feels like if it's just a run of the mill. <laughs> Title win, then it's a yeah. bit lame. Like I know Motherwell did it when Kelly won the League Cup. It was, uh, it was a good day. And uh, yeah, and I know, I know, Mother, I know a lot of Kelly fans took her off lot from it because yeah. there was no drama about it. Yeah, it wasn't like, yeah. well, Motherwell give Kilmarnock yeah. a, a guard of honor. <laughs> Motherwell just did it because it's a nice yeah. thing to do. Ultimately, though, had it not happened, nobody would have cared. And no. again, in this case, I just truly do not care. Just please leave me alone and stop this. Mm-hmm. And make this go away. I, I like the fact that you might have made people's phones go mental when they were listening to that, and you're you're talking about Siri and. Um... It was not an accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have any more? Um, from from the weekend, uh, Stuart Finlay is my hottie. Um, that that was uh, I I we've won a lot of games this season, but I think in terms of the right, don't <laughs> in terms of the kind of celebration, that was probably the biggest of the season. You know, even even beating Rangers, beating Celtic, and all that like. And Celtic being the last minute, just the fact that this this one meant so much in terms of 
the league table, guaranteed at least fourth, good chance of Europe, all that stuff. And it was uh, it was completely the the excitement was completely at odds with what was a absolutely hopeless game. <laughs> one, one of the one of the advantages of uh, not having Monday's podcast is you didn't have to hear about that one because it was it was grim. I really enjoyed the celebration where I saw the still. I actually saw the still image before I saw the video of his celebration, and I couldn't understand why he was jumping backwards because it looks in the video like he's jumping backwards yeah. away. And that's not how gravity works, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Um, but yeah, I, it was. It looked was. Uh, it looked like everyone was having a very, it, a very nice. It was time. also Yusuf Malimbu uh, going to the crowd first, even though he hadn't scored. Which, which, which <laughs> good, he got. He was the one that you know someone always gets booked, and yeah. usually whoever scored it was Malimbu. He was the first one jumping straight in, Just uh, right in there, no hesitation. Um, um, Malimbu, as it turns out, might quite like the Kelly. Yes, uh, we'll, we'll get him back on loan for the second half of next season as well. He can only play the second half of the season as far as. But, uh... Uh, along those sort of lines, I have uh, Stuart Bannigan as a hottie mm. um, because his clip, it's on, it's on my Twitter timeline, um, the clip of him running into the Thistle fans uh, after netting the penalty uh, down at Dumfries is what, easily one of my favourite moments of the mm. season of the Thistle fans who have had a shite day first and foremost today and a shite season which has just been miserable from start to finish um, to see Bannigan a guy who has gone through so much um, is he, what is he only 26 mm-hmm. which is mental because he feels like he's been around forever mm-hmm. um, but to only be 26 and finally get himself to a point where he is fit and playing week in week out and for him to net the penalty and then charge into the fans and for everyone to understand quite how much it means to everyone in that mm. that pile of people that are screaming at one another, and to get it all on video with the video basically on his nose, um, is absolutely wonderful. And truly, I really, really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite, easily one of my favorite moments of the yeah. season. I thought it was absolutely terrific. It was good to see the positivity. This lasted a whole four days as well uh, <laughs> until today's news about Dylan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there may be a naughty for for that day. Unceremoniously dumping Dylan today. It seemed like, like there wasn't. Doesn't seem like a lot of love in that, uh, no, that decision yeah. today. There, there seems to have been something kind of stirring on with mm. with the kind of old guard there in general. The the Dylan and Erskine in particular, but some of the other guys that were hanging about and be interesting to see what happens. It'd be interesting because Dylan's not had a good season. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, right. the, you can get the proper lower league analysis on the, yeah, on yeah, the Edinburgh yeah. show, but it'll be interesting to see what what level he ends up at. Yeah. I think he was at their stock in honour is testimonial though which is, saying, weird. which is weird yeah yeah. you kind of think if you're going to honour the testimonial kind of just have him along I remember the, uh, Gus McPherson's testimonial for, I'm sure it was Gus McPherson's testimonial for Kelly was after he'd left us and was playing for St Mirren mm-hmm. um, and he came back and stuck he kicked off the game but then he couldn't play because um, he, he was a St Mirren player yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was all about very um, very odd yeah yeah. Any more? No, uh, yeah, I think I will. Uh, the only other, the only other quick note I had was Cowdenbeath Football Club, uh, mainly just because nothing's happening. Mm. Like the last two seasons, they survived against East Kilbride in a penalty shootout. They survived against Cove in one of the most fun games of football I've ever been to, and then this year they finished sixth, and that's it. Mm. We cannot underestimate. The joy of doing absolutely nothing though when I, you've can, done I, I fully, I fully appreciate <laughs> that as well. Finished bottom of the league for four consecutive yeah, seasons. Yeah. It might uh, 
it after just, a number of relegations yeah. prior to that. It just feels like there's just no drama in it, and no. all, all I was really looking for was just a little bit more <laughs> drama from it. So yeah, I I, I totally I totally understand the joy from it, but having all of that in the past and then ended up with nothing and just finishing sixth, mm. it just feels a little bit tame. So as I said, um, as we reach the end of the season, um, and we have the inevitable creaking open of the transfer window, and we're all awaiting Nary's toe pokers lists of released and retained players to find out who we could or couldn't take a punt on. And clarify who or who would not do a job. And who would get a work permit. And who would get a work permit. Mm. Um, the flip side of this, of course, uh, is the actual transfer business. Um, and what we've done uh, for a, a section that we're going to call Stick or Twist, um, we've picked a valuable asset from each Scottish Premiership team and we'll decide whether or not we'd like to stick or twist on them. We'll be doing two, me- two minutes on each player with a, a vaguely strict time limit enforced. So we'll do we'll do it as, as the, the league table is ordered. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I don't know whether that's good or bad, to be honest, because that means we end up with Dundee, but there we go. (laughs) (laughs) So we will start off with two minutes on Edward, and we'll all decide whether you stick or twist, and then explain why. So, Edward, stick or twist? Stick. I would would twist, I would get rid of him. Um, Good player. He's not a £9 million player for Celtic, and they'll get £9 million for him and just try again. I would... Argue, I would, I would, I would keep him at the moment, and the basis that he's nine million pounds. You look at what has had, what they've had before. Um, Mr. Dembele, as good a player as Mr. Dembele was for Celtic, he was also very streaky. Uh, he turned up in big games, turned up in when it mattered particularly, looked brilliant in Europe, and that's that's why they got such a big transfer fee for him. They did not get a big transfer fee for him sticking one past St. Johnston. They got a transfer fee from sticking a pile past Rangers and turning up in Europe and being good in Rangers. Uh, Edward at the moment is averaging a goal or an assist, just under a goal or an assist every 90 minutes, which is the same as Morelos and only better by default. He's got three years left in his deal. So it's not a case of if we don't punt him in the very near future, then we're going to lose, start losing yeah. value on it. Another season for me it is perfect for him. I don't think they would make their money back just now necessarily because I don't think he's shown quite enough to for anyone to to necessarily pay exactly the same amount or, or more back. But I think, to Graham's point, he, there is the potential for improvement. I think you've got to remember this is his first full season as being the... The leader of the, the and, and he's, not, he's so. not had the backup because no, he of what's happened elsewhere. But I just, I just think he can be a bit of a, a ghost. To be honest, he just, he doesn't, he doesn't show up enough. Yeah. Like, okay, he, he gets, he has moments, but he's not, he's not an all-action player. And but, but then he's twenty-one, so no, not, so, so that happens with young players. That but, but I think, yeah, if he, he com- I think you sometimes forget that though, because he costs nine million pounds. If it's Turnbull, for instance, that we we'll get onto, you kind of accept it more, whereas. Yeah, the Celtic, you kind of think, well, he's got to turn up all, all the time. Grant, and that gives us two minutes on Mr. Depp, or on Son Edward, so two to one, we're going to stick. Because we're going to contest and we find it. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so we move on to Rangers, um, and we will have two minutes on Alfredo Morelos. El Buffalo. El Buffalo. <laughs> I think, I, I find this hard, I think they should keep him if, if possible, because I think he's the red cards will have impacted his value this year and I think they can still, still, they would get a lot for him but I think they could try and get a better year out of him next year uh, I've said twist but on the on the fence sort of I think I think you could get a decent amount and there's other areas that Rangers need to strengthen and I think you could put that money towards it and Defoe showed 
enough in the last few months to kind of suggest he could do as a stopgap potentially. The one thing I would say is that Celtic have shown in the past how easy it is to get your striker wrong. So that would be the that would be the one thing. That's, 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 that's essentially where I am. He's he's stick for me. He is vital to Rangers um, for so much of the season. And like I say, the four over the past few months has been good. Uh, or the past few weeks even has been good. Has scored goals, but not anything like to the degree that that, that Morelos has. As I said, he's same as Edward. He's averaging just under a goal or an assist every ninety minutes. Um, Morelos over the course of this season has had 108 shots Dundee had 319 <laughs> he is just like, everything about his centre forward mm. play is everything that Rangers need him to be he's had more involvement in scoring attacks than any other player so if you take him out of there I think uh, while well, you get the value you get the money for him to sell him and I, I, I think you would get a good fee for him as soon as you do that, everyone knows that you've got money. Yeah. So every player that you go and try and buy after that then ramps up in price. Yeah, I, I would think you'd, you've got to be smart with it if you're if you know you're planning to sell them. That you'd have hoped they've, they've done work in the, the last few months to yeah. identify somebody that's not going to cost them a fortune. That you can maybe deal with Defoe to start with and bring this guy in, and that he'll kind of make that money for you. But but yeah, I, I, they're they're going to have trouble otherwise. Things. I just don't think they can win the league without him next season. Yeah. I think it's, uh, you've got to find a way to play. Even if you find a way to play him and Defoe and find a way in which that system works, I think the idea that Jermaine Defoe couldn't play alongside them or Morelos couldn't play alongside Defoe is nonsense because they're mm. both good players. So just figure it out. That's a huge step forward in that. Right. Okay. We'll move on to third place, which is who, Craig? Uh, oh, Kilmarnock. I was thinking Aberdeen were third there, and I was saying, no, no, it is us. It's a. It's a, no, it's a, it's a Wolf himself, Eamon Brophy. Yep. Um, I would twist this summer. Um, I really like Eamon Brophy. Um, he's a pest. Um, he's a dangerous striker. However, he uh, infuriates me on a weekly basis because <laughs> all he fucking does is shoot all the time from every angle and most of them don't go in, obviously, because if you shoot from out wide and 40 yards from goal, you're not going to score, Eamon. Get it into your head, pal. Um Apart from that, I really like him, um, and and he. But I, there's been interest from England and quite high up in England. Um, Brighton, we've talked about before and stuff like that. If there's that kind of interest, I would be looking to take the money and, and spread it around the squad. We, we would need to replace him because, despite all that, he's been the best striker um, this season. Um, but I just think that there's he's an annoying player to to have in your team because he. he, he you know how good he could be, and he, and he doesn't do it. Mm. And he, again, he's still young, like some of the others. But I'm I'm inclined to agree with you on, on twist. I I love him and Brophy to bits. And again, I think it's it's we're in a weird paradox where we we talked loads about him and Brophy when he wasn't playing football, and now that he is, it feels like we mention him an awful lot less. Um, he certainly didn't look as if he was a million miles away from a, a Scotland call up earlier in the season. And partially because we had no bodies, but again, because he was a, a very genuine option there as a, a Scotland centre-forward to put in the graft and get everyone else around him. Um, I think at this point, given that he's contracted till the, it's next summer, you don't... I think, as you say, with the if there is interest in him, I think it might be the right thing to do. And I would be... The only concern I would have is that Kilmarnock all feel like a greater... The, the, the yeah. individuals are a great, yeah, yeah. The individuals are better as a team. The Greg Stewart paradox. Mm. Yeah. So as soon as you take somebody out of that, does it then harm the rest of the team, or do you kind of replace somebody, replace them with someone similar? Yeah. I, I I've said stick on the basis that 
I think there's still issues with his game and that he hasn't scored in the last 10 games. So, But he, but he has shown improvement, especially under Clark. And I think give him another season and actually... It's, you, you, these teams come to that point where they're like, well, are we going to stick in and lose them for nothing or do we want to get the league position? And I think he would be a big help for that league position next season. So unless you're going to get an amazing offer, I would stick with him. Okay, uh, From there, we will move further north. Well, I suppose everything's further north in Kilmarnock, <laughs> but there we go. Um, we'll, we'll go Aberdeen and Scott McKenna. Yeah, it's, so I've said stick with him as well. Um my reason for that is they might be able to get like a decent fee for him this summer, but he's 22. They're going to lose Shinny, who obviously doesn't play defence anymore, but he's a big player in that team. Obviously, the, the captain as well. They're missing Lowe's going to go. There'll probably be a few other guys. Stewart's leaving, and that makes a big difference. But they're losing quite a number of core players. You you need somebody there who can help lead that team on, and McKenna has the potential to do that. The age that he is. The experience he now has, he can step into that role and be that person. I know they've got Ferguson, but he's younger. They need somebody there for at least another season to kind of guide them through. I kind of slightly, it might, there might be a bit of turbulence this season or the, over the summer, and I kind of think that you need that consistency and being there. And also the fact that he's not really had a chance to partner Devlin yet, and that might yeah. work well over a long period if they're fit. For almost exactly those reasons, I've got a twist right. uh, on the I re- I really worry every time I see Scotland centre half uh, like young Scottish centre mm-hmm. halves I get worried that they stick around in Scotland too long mm-hmm. and play against the same players and get into bad habits essentially. Um, I, what I would like to call it is the, the Xander Diamond paradox <laughs> of a guy who yeah. always looked like a good player. You can chuck Gary Kenneth in there as well. Of guys who John Sutter, John Sutter, guys who get to that sort of level and then never really push on mm-hmm. from that because they're never. I, I get either they're not good enough or they're not tested to a higher level or, or a higher standard so they don't grow at the point where they absolutely need to so later in their careers and again you see it in a lot of players like Kurt Broadfoot who's now a better centre half than he ever was because he's been away has now learned how to play that position awful lot better but had he done it five years ago he'd have an awful lot more use yeah. in an international context and Scott McKenna for me I would like him to do that is go and take that step now so he can spend a bit of time learning something different in a different environment and whether he is uh, the top quality centre half that everyone wants him to be or whether he's not doesn't particularly mind I don't mind mm-hmm. one way or another but I'd like to I'd like to be sure one way or another mm-hmm. so I think another season at Aberdeen when they're losing so many players I think that would be a bad situation I, I'd be quick on him and just say that I think the value they can get for him has peaked now yeah. and I'd be worried that they could could go down from the seven million to like two, and that could fund like half their stadium in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Selling them right now. Bus routes to the, yeah. <laughs> uh, the only thing I'd say is centre half's age at mm-hmm. a slightly different level. So yeah. a twenty-two year old centre half slightly different from a twenty-two year old winger. I, I would guess, but that's but aye, that's a fair point. Yep. Okay, so we will go to Edinburgh now for the first of our two Edinburgh sides, and we'll hit Hearts with uh, John. Or sorry, we'll go Hibs with Florian Cumberry. Uh, twist. Uh, I would. Uh, he scored one since the end of February. There was issues, uh, questions about his character. With Lennon, obviously, we knew about the Lennon part of it, but that doesn't discount the fact that he may have had some impact in that. Um, Heckenbottom doesn't seem to really like him that much anyway. He's kind of pointed him out to the wing because McNulty's been his primary striker. It allows you to bring somebody that he actually wants. I don't really think there's enough evidence to keep him. I would say the same. I really like him as a player. <clears throat> Sorry, really like him as a player. And I think he's he's 
done a job under Hacking Bottom, but Hacking Bottom, if it seems like a Hacking Bottom seems like a very very not petty's not the right word, but everything he does has more deeper meaning than just what he does, and I think. The fact that he is sticking Camberry out wide left is kind of a saying, mm-hmm. by the way, you want to fuck off, pal. <laughs> so that when he goes to try and sell him in the summer, he's more likely to think, I'm not going to play another season on the left wing. Yeah. I think I think Camberry's a better striker than McNulty. Um, and the fact that he's put the faith in the loan guy suggests that they maybe want to just um, cut their losses, or well, not cut their losses, probably sell him for yeah. as much as they bought him for, but... Yeah, I, I would think it would work best for both parties at this stage. I'm 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 in agreement with that as well. I I'd twist if, for much the same reasons, but again, to me, McNulty looks more like a, a centre forward that will thrive in Scotland than Camberry's likely to. Um, McNulty, without being unkind to him, just looks a bit like a bam, <laughs> and seems to get involved in wee bits mm. and pieces. I, I just. I think as a as an sort of aggressive centre forward, I really like Camberry. I think he's a smashing player, um, but I I don't think it's quite right for him at Hibs at the moment. Um, weirdly, that it was quite right for him at Hibs at the end of the last season with Neil Lennon, but it's just not right for him at this moment in time. He's not he's not a winger. He's doing everything that's been asked of him out there, but I don't think it's I don't think it's right for him. So I, I twist on that as well. Um, so we'll head to the other side of Edinburgh and go with John Suter at Hearts. Um, I think they should keep him. I think he should stick because I think he needs another. He, he needs. To, I, we've talked about this before. He needs to grow into becoming a leader a bit more. There, there's been some suggestion of him doing it a bit more than in the past, but he needs to kind of get out of better. He, he needs to better is going to play less games, and he needs to take the chance to be the senior centre half a bit more and, and lead the team through the game. I think I think he's one that could go down to somewhere like England and just get swallowed up because he's he's still not developed that kind of he's tougher than he was and all that but I think he still needs more time in Scotland. Uh, yeah, I I've said twist if the the money's right on it. I think from Hart's point of view, they they would leave them a bit short. Defenders Halkett's obviously coming in, but the rest of them aren't, aren't particularly impressive. So that's a risk there. But I think from from his point of view. You know, people like Liam Lindsay are were arguably less experienced and less of a leader at the time, and they've they've grown into it. So I don't I don't think it's impossible that throwing him into that situation might actually help him. But I think for Hearts, it depends on how much money he can get. I think it's all about the value and what they can then do with that money afterwards. I've got twist if it's the Rangers. Um, <laughs> anywhere else, fine. Anywhere else, unless it's good money. If Rangers are willing to chuck money at Hearts, similar to chucking money at Hearts for Kyle Lafferty, I think Hearts do an awful lot better out of that deal. Have you ever seen a less Rangers centre-half than John Sutter? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, not really. But that's what I say. If if Rangers offer the money, you get the money for them and you'll probably get them back within about 18 months Mm. for less than half that money back. So you don't really lose anything out of it. Um, I'm kind of I, I, he's still yet to be the player that everyone wants him to be, uh, Joel, um, and he's just not there yet. So I, I'm I'm with you. I, I would stick if he's there because he's a steady boy. He's, he's somebody within that Hearts defence who's been there long enough. Well, you think of him and Halkett could potentially? It'd be interesting to see how they play together next season rather than with Alexander Bear or Dickon Mona. Right. So we will head into the bottom six now, and we will go to St Johnston with Jason Kerr I think they need to stick because I don't think his profile is high enough to get the fee that he probably warrants 
So there doesn't seem to be a lot in it for St Johnston to sell him now. They need him to have a good year next year, potentially with a different Scotland manager. He might get a um, a sniff yep. of the squad, um, you know, for a friendly five minutes off the bench or something like that. But um, it he might see him actually raise his profile a bit more because at the moment I think people who watch a lot of Scottish football think Jason Kerr's a good player, but I think a lot of people there's not he's not getting the big clamour that. No several other players have, have been having in the, in the last periods. Yeah, it, it, for, again, without wanting to be dismissive of St Johnston at all, but it takes somebody, once you go outside the City teams, you're looking at somebody like Craig Halkett, who's had a, a phenomenal mm-hmm. season, and he's rightfully gained the recognition that he's, that he's had, but that's taken what has at times almost seemed like a superhuman effort from him to be that guy. Um, and while I think Jason Kerr's a very, very fine player, he would need to have a season along those lines, which is, again, that would take St Johnston to have a phenomenal season as well, so that people start looking at them and saying, why? what's the reason that they are brilliant? And it's Jason Kerr at the back, he's the rock there, he's the, he's the big part of that. Um, flip side of that is, if McKenna is to leave Aberdeen, Kerr seems the, 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 sort of the obvious replacement for that, and in that sense, take all of Aberdeen's money, because you know exactly how much they've got. So again, I've got a very specific twist on that one, and it's if Aberdeen are willing to offer you a whole pile of money, Scott McKenna money, then take it. Otherwise, stick. Uh, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think he should stay as well. I think there's a potential for partnering long-term with Liam Gordon. I think Tommy Wright's already talked about that as being a thing that he's trying to do now, and that, that'd be interesting to see. And, and, and the other thing is he's only had one full season at the Premiership level, and I think... To, ties into your point Craig to get that value and for teams to really recognise him having I know Halkett's only had sort of one season but because he does play a slightly less dramatic yeah. uh, way you know it's less eye catching he probably does need another year of a con- kind of consistent form to, to really show that Okay, doke so we will head to Motherwell now with uh, the finest young player in Scottish football David Turnbull it's a hard one. It's very hard because I don't think you very often get a player as good as Turnbull. Yeah. So you really don't know how much someone's <laughs> going to offer for him. Like, like if because you could make the exact same argument I made for Kerr, which is that he's only just come in the team second half of this season. Really, he's played a bit before that. He's been brilliant, but well, teams people have noticed. I mean, people have noticed. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just easier for David Turnbull because he's an attacking player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, are someone going to offer? Five million quid, in which case, yeah, take it, or is it still going to be the kind of half a million that people chuck yeah. at every team, and and that kind of makes all the difference. Um, I I think Motherwell should should hang on to him for a year. I don't see what harm it would do um, to keep him, build the team around him for next season with with the kind of promise of we'll sell you the next yeah. summer. He's a he's a Motherwell fan. He's not. He's just signed a contract. He's obviously not desperate to leave like um, some of the others were. So I would keep him. No, no. I was just going to say pretty much the pretty much the same thing. I don't think there's any great great rush to sell him just now, and it gives him another year away from kind of a big club down south that really pressures maybe going to be a bit more. Uh, it will shock uh, absolutely no one that I would like to stick with David Tumble. Um, I say if someone comes in and has 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 highlighted or has picked out some various parts of his game, uh, leave him as like a. It's a, the way in which oh, was it Brentford worked is that they pick up guys who have looking through all the statistics things is picking out guys that have massive outliers in very particular mm. areas um, which is why they go and bid huge money for guys that you've never really heard of really and I do wonder whether Turnbull might fall into one of those weird categories 
because everything he does is so comfortable for him and as I said before I was really pleased to find out that someone has actually done a, a, a David Turnbull passing remix video on YouTube <laughs> um, so yeah he's, he's just wonderful I would give him a 25 year contract and just never let him leave uh, okie doke so off to Livingston where I mean I'll, I'll be I'll be really Honestly, I'll try to find out a Livingston player that was still under contract for next year was slightly challenging. So Liam Kelly, the goalkeeper. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sounds like you know, I thought you nah, were winding yourself up. I was thinking. Up, I was thinking. To be honest, I couldn't. I still not made my mind up. Right, okay. go. Yeah, I, I find this quite difficult as well. I, I've said twist because I think with goalkeepers, I, there's. I, I don't think he was. Sorry, I think he's had about fourteen clean sheets, but I don't think he's so good that he'd be impossible to uh, replace. Uh, well, I think he's got a fifteen thousand pound release clause, which isn't a lot, but it's something. And there, there, there's goalkeepers out there. There's, there's Ross Stewart behind them who may or may not be good enough. It's hard to tell. But they, um, Danny Rogers has been about and has been injured for a while. There, there's other goalkeepers out there that if it's not going to be a a big issue for them, I, I guess for him it depends who he goes to. If he goes to Rangers, he's never you know he's not yeah. going to play you want him to go somewhere where he's actually going to be playing on a consistent basis. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, I, I, I've i got um, twists for him as well, just because I'm really... I, I want to see what Livingston do. Mm. I'm so curious as to how this is played, because they've been picking up players throughout the season and then having them out on loan. I think, like, Hink Van Shake out at Dumbarton, things like that, and guys coming back. So it's obviously a case of, like, we're picking you guys up now because we anticipate in the next year you'll be ready for us next year. You're not ready for us now, but we're going to need bodies because we know all these guys are running out of contract and it all feels like it's part of a wider plan um, whether that works or not most people will find out very quickly next season I would imagine um, but as you say with Ross Stewart being there as well and Rogers, these are guys who you kind of get the feeling might just have enough to step up uh, like I say Stewart had a bit of a difficult time at the weekend at points but I think there's something in there for him I think just he's goalkeeper such an important position that I would keep him given all the other players leaving mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, we will head to Hamilton, and again, before we start this, <laughs> to be very clear, we know Matthew Kilgallen's not under contract for the next year, but also trying to find a Hamilton Ackes player that was under contract for next year that wasn't Darian McKinnon, which is a bit of a futile argument because nobody's going to pay money for Darian McKinnon. So, nobody's going to pay money for anyone here. Matthew Kilgallen, stick or twist. <laughs> How do you answer that? I mean, I'll answer it right. So I would, I've got stick, okay, on the basis that the, like Hamilton don't have a a consistent defender. Um, they've got guys in there who can have very good games. Aaron McGowan at times had good games. Ziggy Gordon had at times has had good games. Both of them have also had games which are absolute shockers where they don't look they know how to play football. Um, Aki's going into next season with Brian Rice they need some sort of consistency in there. Um, they'll have Oakley still up front. They'll have Darry McKinnon in midfield. They'll, beyond that, they'll have Ryan Fulton, it looks like. Gary Woods is not going to be off the contract, it doesn't look like. So it's now a case of like, you need to have some sort of, like you're saying about McKenna, mm. you have to have some sort of consistency in bodies there. And if you're going to start building a back line, uh, Kilgallen, to me, seems like a reasonable place to start for that. Have him at centre-half. You can play Gordon next to him or fullback one way or the other. That gives you at least two bodies that have at least played for Hamilton before. The rest of them there, 
it's hacky, so you've no idea how, how many they're going to be mm. there next season. But he he's certainly the one that I would hold on to in order to keep some sort of consistency and some sort of idea in the, the Aki's defence of what to do. What Graham said. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> absolutely, that. fine. Yeah. absolutely fine. Absolutely <laughs> fine. Uh, and that leaves us with St Mirren and Dundee. So Dundee are last, so because they're relegated. Um, and we've got St Mirren with uh, Vaclav Hladke. Yeah, I guess the same thing. You need a good keeper. Um, and St Mirren have not been used to good keepers. No. With uh, Craig Sampson and Jamie Langfield being hanging about over the last few years. He's a very good keeper. And again, like like was being said before, he's probably not attracted that much attention yet. Emily was highlighted on a hit TV show, which will have um, helped boost his value. But he um, he's good. His reflexes are really good. He, he kind of, and not just because he's from the same country. I think uh, kind of has that Chelney thing to him, where he, he he just pulls things out all the time. Yeah, get keep him there next season. See if he, he fancies a championship for a year, and then um, <laughs> go off somewhere else. He has had uh, more super saves, um, which is um, I mean, it's, it saves for the shot at the high percentage. Is that, going is in. that an actual stat? It's an actual stat. Yeah, I've actual stat. Yeah, so like read it. I've never heard that. I might be really popular <laughs> with the kids, but, but um, it's a it's a shot which at a high percentage. It's a shot which at a high percentage chance of going in. Um, which he's at 42 of, which is more than anyone Ollins yeah, other clock. Yeah. It's more than anyone Ollins <laughs> other clock. Bearing in mind that he only arrived halfway through the season as well, that's a huge number of saves. It, it yeah. doesn't say a lot for St Mirren's defence. No. It does not say an awful lot for St Mirren's defence, no. But no, I'm I'm with you on that. I'd stick with him. Um, he is the best St Mirren goalkeeper I've ever seen. It's not not the, not the ringing endorsement it may be <laughs> it may sound like um, but he is the he's poor, by poor Mark Howard <laughs> <laughs> God, I've forgotten having that red top as well yeah. it sticks in my memory and uh, yeah for St Mirren if they survive um, which again entirely possible because there's a good chance they'll play Dundee United in the playoffs um, if they survive I would you've got to keep him he's mm. been a huge part of the turnaround for them this season yeah I'm going to Flip reverse on my goalkeepers from what I said about two minutes ago. Um, no, I, th- I think they should keep them on the basis that their defence is so bad. I think either at the bottom end of the Premiership or at the top end of the Championship, having somebody who can make a difference, kind of for maybe five or six points even over the course of the season, makes a difference. And if if you don't have a decent defence in front of you, then you really need somebody good in between the sticks yep which leaves us with uh, Dundee uh, again trying to find a Dundee player that was actually a Dundee player um, for mm. the next season was challenging somebody who's still under contract so we've gone with Andy Nelson yeah the Admiral I, I think so so I think they should stick with him I think he's had injury issues this season he's not scored for a wee while but it, but it has looked promising at times and it, other times he's kind of made the wrong choice and really he should have scored but I think if you look at it in terms of the championship, look at Billy Mackay. So he, the previous two seasons before this one, had scored three league goals at Ross County in the Premiership. He scored four at Inverness during a half season there. He scored seventeen in the championship this season. I think and missed like a two months yeah, of the season yeah. as well. I, I think Nelson is good enough to make that step up, step down yeah. in a weird sense but I, I think he's capable of scoring on a regular basis in well, the championship you saw it in the second half of last yeah. season at Falkirk he's been there he's done yeah. it he's scored goals in that league he he's is, played in that yeah. league he has scored more goals for Dundee and uh, Falkirk 
Dan Craig, Curran, Hasford, Dundee and Dundee United bearing in mind that he was only at both those clubs for about 20 minutes yeah. I, I, think, I, I, think you need, I think you need a good striker in the Championship I think that's what this season you're nominations for four strikers yeah, right? I, I, it's like, you, you need a good striker and you're, Dundee you're not going to find one elsewhere to be no, and he's, he's already there he seems to be quite like any Dundee, he seems to be one of the the one of the few players at Dundee that the fans actually like. Mm. Um, so he's already got a bit of credit in the bank, despite only being one there. of only one and a half, two people. Yeah. I'll chuck Nathan Ralph in right, there. Right, he's, yeah, he, yeah. he's in, he's in yeah. there for another one that's got the slightest bit of credit. But yeah, very much stuck on Andy Nelson. If they're going to have any chance of bouncing back, uh, like Cock Piss Partridge, he's got to be there to try and score some goals mm. for them. And Dundee haven't a centre forward since Kane Hemmings. And Greg Stewart, so yeah, probably for the best. Okay, magic. Well, that was stick or twist. Um, you can let us know on social media whether you think we're right or wrong. We probably will listen. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's us. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show once again. Uh, apologies for the lack of the Monday show, but hopefully a double show on Thursday will make up for it with a whole pile of hashtag content to take in another weekend of football. As always, the TV show inspired by this podcast will be on Friday night at the new time of 10.30 on BBC Scotland. Be sure to tune in early uh, to make sure you don't miss whatever hip-hop t-shirt or fearless leader is wearing this week. We're off to record the Textra, which you can subscribe to for as little as $2 a month on the Josh, M- Josh McGuinness crew tier, which gets you an extra show every Monday and Thursday. But I would also recommend the $5 tier, where you can listen to Ewan Taylor ranking the Rangers' unpleasantness era signings, which are very, yes. very good. And there's there's so many where you're like, I don't remember them yeah. at all. It's weird. Uh, including a touching tribute from Duncan Mackay to Arnold Parada. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you very much, Craig. Thank you. Thank you very much, Andy. Thank you. Thank you very much, Graham. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.